the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, when's the last good argument you've had with someone? Was it today, this morning, yesterday, last week? Hmm. Are you thinking like, yeah, I, I argued just a few minutes ago. Okay, good. And this show is for you. Carrying the Burden today is about arguments. Why? Because they're pointless. Well, are they? Some people think they're um, useful. I know a lot of people that think arguing has great purpose. And they might be right. I don't know. What about you? Again, when's the last time you had an argument? Now, let's make sure we're on the same page today. Because some people might be like, I thought carrying the burden was supposed to support me in my care. I met a lady that will be coming on the show Soon she told me, you know, what she does and all that she provides. And I said, yeah, you're a caregiver. And she looked at me strange. And she kind of was like, "Uh, no, I said, I know you're looking at me strangely because you're not used to hearing your your job as what you do, as you describe it, um, the same job as a caregiver. I said, but what you're doing is typecasting caregiving. And she said, oh, I said, really? Yeah, let me explain. So this is where the argument was about to begin. And I had to explain to her that she provides care for people. I said, but just because it's not in the box of old people, disabled people, disenfranchised people, for example, I said, you're still providing a form of care. And at first she was a little confused until we continued the discussion, key point discussion. So remember, usually how it starts out, discussion, this is how I learned it years ago. It's discussion, and we're talking about the levels, okay? And then you go from discussion to debate, then from debate to, do you remember the next one? Arguing, uh uh-huh, arguments. And then the next one becomes what? A Good old-fashioned fight, yeah. (laughs) We're talking about the physical dukes, knock you out, one punch. Yeah, well, for some people it might take two. But anyway, for some, though, like me, the debate is fine. And I'll usually choose to put the brakes on unless it's for a just cause like mine, caregiving. So I chose to argue because it's about the spiritual aspect for me. And I said, no, on this one, she's got to hear the truth. And that's where my weapons of warfare come in. Have you thought about what your spiritual weapons of warfare are? I know for me, my heart continues to bleed every day when I see the war going on. But I thought about it from back in biblical days, because this war, from what I've been taught, is the residue of the wars that we've read about You remember in the Bible, yeah, in the Old Testament. Yeah, did you hear what I said? Residue, um, I have a 
scholar that can uh, talk to us about that if need be. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. If you remember Dr. Lawrence Barron, yeah, he's a friend of ours. He is the, uh, well, you can find out who he is. Just know that he oversaw the studies of the whole Jewish department at San Diego State University. He's retired and a family friend. But what does that have to do with me, this show, carrying the burden? Because when I was watching the war, I thought about it from so many perspectives. But the part that bothered me the most was the helplessness of the people. And I had to pray, Lord, what is the war have to do with what I do over here. And the Lord said, do you care? And I was like, yes, I do. Well, then pray. Because I can't get in there and fight physically. I know some people have packed up and they've traveled across the world to go over to literally get their hands into the fight and their physical body. But the Lord was like, no, you don't fight in the same way that the world fights, Lorraine. You have to fight a little differently. Remember? Second Corinthians 10, I said, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Because it says it right there. And if you don't believe me, you can go to it. Second Corinthians in the 10th chapter, it says, look, yeah, we live out here in the world in this society and all of this tragedy that's going on, but we do not fight the same way the world fights. Who's we? Now I'm talking about the Christians. And I say now because I have to separate myself from the world. So. I have to separate myself from the world because I am a Christian. Now, we can have arguments about what a Christian is, a Jewish Christian, who's a Jew, who's Jewish. Is it proper to say Jew? Can you? And all of these other arguments that people have been having for the last couple of weeks. And now I had to resolve in my own soul and say, hey, I'm a Christian and I'm going to stick with the Bible. And my Bible says, we, we the Christians I'm talking about. Yeah, we live in the world, but we do not fight in the same way that the world fights. Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate my military. I'm blessed to live in the, in the I call it the whole entire United States of America. And if you want to know about that, there's a long story and beautiful history there. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. So we fight with weapons that are different from those that the world uses. Now, the weapons that we have, us, the Christians, the weapons that we have, they have power that comes from God. See, that's the difference. So is that the difference between us and them over there? Kind of. Who's us, the Christians? Because the weapons that we have— They're coming from the power source of God. And my Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4 that our weapons have power from God that can destroy the enemy's strong places. Whoa, we destroy people's arguments. And that's when I realized having this conversation with the lady and I had to argue with her. Yeah, I chose to, but I had to. Why? Because I get to destroy arguments. I'm entitled as a caregiver I get to destroy arguments? Sure. Don't you realize that people that receive care argue? (laughs) Let's take our time with that. People on the receiving end of care, the people that are in the hospital beds, the people that are disenfranchised, the people that are disabled, the people that need help, they have the audacity to argue for themselves. 
Well, are they arguing for themselves? Yes, usually they are. And who are they arguing with? Usually the person offering care, like me, a caregiver. So like I shared with the lady, it doesn't matter to whom you're providing care, you're a caregiver. And then I guess it clicked for her. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Did I win the argument? Perhaps. For me, it was helping her get to the truth. And that's where I get to destroy arguments. You can lie to me all you want. See, a lie is a matter of opinion, perspective. My grandma used to say this old adage. I love it still. Ready for it? Write it down. Unless you're driving, do not write. Please do not make these attempts. I make my disclaimer. No accidents, please, because I said write it down. All right, here we go. Ready? It's, it's deep. It's one of those old ones from back in the day. You don't hear it anymore. Half, H-A-L-F, half of a lie is still a whole lie. Okay, now she made it even worse. Ready? Because I got in trouble for this when I was a kid. So half a lie being a whole lie means that half of the truth must be half of a lie? Well, it sounds a little mathematical. And if you're the kind, oh, I don't want to think that hard. I don't like to analyze. Half a truth is still a whole lie. How about that? Did you catch that? Yeah. Half of a truth is still a whole lie. So if you left out that part, it's still a lie because you only told me half of the truth. Well, in that argument, that's where she unfortunately lost because I decided to argue with her. It was friendly. It was cordial. It was actually kind. Can you argue with someone kindly? You can. You can put on the fruit of the spirit. Kindness, yeah. And still have the argument? Absolutely. So that's what I did. I opted to argue with her from the place of my Second Corinthians 10, 4. We destroy people's arguments. Who's we? The Christians. I'm that Christian, and that's what I told the lady. And I told another lady in the room. It was a very formal business atmosphere, very, very influential people in the room, wealthy too. But in the meantime... Like I told her, at the end of the day, what you're doing, although you didn't see it that way before meeting me, you're still providing care. So when do we stop caring? Yeah, when do we stop caring? Most of us stop caring mm, at least half of the day. Evaluate your week last week. Even today, up to this point, have you shown more care or have you shown more apathy? Most of us default to apathy because we don't really care. Why? Because we're selfish. So we overlook the person, the thing that needed care. Here's my favorite part. Inanimate objects need care. Let's talk about your dirty room at your house. Whoa, did you make your bed today? Yeah, if you didn't, you probably didn't care. Did you catch that? Uh-huh. Is your kitchen clean? Probably not. Did you leave dishes in the sink? See, I wasn't allowed to do that kind of stuff for various reasons. But one thing I've come to learn as an adult is it is a display of how much you care about what cleanliness, because people will judge you. See, back in the 50s when my mom was growing up, if someone came into your home and you had a dirty kitchen or there were clothes all over your room and the bed wasn't made in your bedroom and in your living room there was chaos, oh, you were judged highly. 
Oh, definitely put into a box. And there was no argument. There was nothing to argue against except I don't care. Oh, that's the truth. Right. See, the truth, they say, will make you free. In other words, the Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will let me translate it for the people that have actually stereotyped it. It will provide you the opportunity to be free if you tell the truth. Tell the truth about the matter. You know what? I had a rough night. And I was tired. I just didn't feel like cleaning up. Okay, is that an excuse? Maybe. It depends on who's speaking, who's listening, how they interpret it. But the fact of the matter is you didn't care. That's the fact. You did not care. Well, Lorraine, you don't understand. No excuses. We're talking about inanimate objects that cannot clean themselves. That's what my mom used to say. It's not going to clean itself. In other words, dishes, the dirty laundry, they're not going to pick themselves up, throw themselves into the washing machine. <laughs> Are you following here? So if you have a dirty room, don't feel bad, don't feel convicted, just clean it up. <laughs> if you what? Care. That was the whole point of this example. Inanimate objects require care. So in the meantime, what do you care about most in your life? You need to decide that so that when people come against you with arguments, you can decide, is this worth an argument? I had to do that a few times this week because my temperament can go hot or cold. It's up to me. Sure, people look at me like, Lorraine, you you, you seemed a little upset there. I, I, I'm human. Jesus got upset. Remember, he was angry, but he did not sin. I'm not Jesus. I'm more likely to sin. So... <laughs> I have to work a little harder to not sin when I'm angry. Did you catch that? So in other words, I have to pray really fast. Lord, keep my mouth closed here, Jesus. Shut down my clap back because I'm ready to snap back. Yeah. Okay. So I take my what I call Numa in the Lord, my deep breath, and say, Jesus, on the inside in my spirit, quietly letting it go. What? The argument. So sometimes we argue because of pride. Now, pride goes before destruction. I had to explain that to someone who, well, they mumbled the scripture. And I said, no, 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 say it correctly, please. Pride goes before destruction. And then the rest of it is up to you to explain. Haughty, that's an old British word. It just means arrogant before a fall. What they tried to mush together was that pride goes before fall. I was like, in the sentence, the word pride goes before fall, sure. <laughs> but you need to get the concept right. I said, pride, your pride will destroy you. How about choose humility, take the humble route, and be honest. Tell the truth. That's how I avoided spankings. Remember those for those of us from that generation when you could actually legally get a spanking and no one really called anybody? Like, uh, yeah. So, for those of us that grew up in that day when spankings were allowed pretty much and not reported, as long as it wasn't abusive, mine weren't because I didn't get that many. So why? Because I obeyed, number one. I told the truth. I told you what my grandma said. And most of all, I didn't argue. That wasn't an option for me and my family. It was, okay. <laughs> that had to be the disposition, the attitude, the reaction. You cooperated. But what about people that don't cooperate with you? You are in a two-way communication situation. You know the truth. They know the truth. 
because truth is relative. Did you catch that? Meaning my truth and your truth might not agree. And it creates a debate. At that point, the debate can go into an argument, and the argument can lead into a full-on physical fight. Yes, you think about your lifetime. Have you ever been in any, any physical fights? It usually doesn't start with people just walking up. Not all the time. It can. But usually people have some words before the fighting begins. Except I'm not talking about sports. And look, don't make it complicated. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. If you want to talk about that, hey, talk about it then. But for now, most people, when they're talking to someone, it will escalate. It usually starts with the discussion goes into the debate, and there you go. Argument, here we go. So I have to diffuse the debate. I have to decide, do I want to debate this? Yes, no. Sometimes I say no, but then there are times that I choose to what? Shut down the lie. Mm-hmm, right. Because arguments usually are, let's call it, motivated by lies, Because someone is opting not to tell the truth. You usually won't debate if you're on the same side. Did you catch that? Meaning your agreement. So when there's an argument, it's because of opposition. As a caregiver, most times the person for whom we care uh, is in opposition to the care they're receiving. How is that, Lorraine? If somebody's bedridden, you would think that. You would think. Ha! Have you taken care of someone Bedridden, have you taken care of someone non-ambulatory that can't actually walk into a shower? It's so funny to me when I hear the solutions everyone has for what I can do to, let's just say, alleviate. Yeah. Mm, How about you come over and show me how it's done? I have yet to have someone do that for me. Once they hear my opposition in the argument, because after I've kindly discussed it with them, They've given me my options. They've shown me what I could do, what my options can be. When I get to the place of deciding, do I want to argue this point, carry out this debate, I usually diffuse it by offering them the opportunity to prove to me their truth. See, if you're arguing, it's because you believe what you are saying is true, period. Sometimes people believe truth to themselves, within themselves, but that truth, this is going to sound a little oxymoronic, is actually a lie. Have you ever met people like that? They lie, but in their mind, it's true. Now, there is a difference between the word truth and the word true. You can look that up on your time and dime. Take a look. They're two different words, even though they have the same etymology Yes, but by definition, there are two different words. So why do people lie? That's the first question. Well, usually out of selfishness. That's what I've come to learn over the years. People lie because they don't want to look stupid. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to, ready, accept that you are correct. That's what I found in my lifetime. That's why people argue with me. So they don't like my truth, and they will contest it, and they're welcome to do so. But I'm also welcome to do so as well. I can argue. It's my option and my Christian privilege. (laughs) Christians, did you know that? We destroy people's arguments. Read it. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 
Now, that doesn't mean that you have to, but we can. You have to use your weapon properly. The war that's going on, that's where my heart was bleeding because there, there's no need for those weapons. They're not using them properly. Weapons are usually meant to defend and protect. Now, if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to the answer on our FM radio station, or you can look it up on any podcast. But over here on Carrying the Burden on KPRZ, the Christian side, let me let you know this. My power, it comes from God, not a weapon. Although I can use the weapon to have power, God didn't give me the power to kill people deliberately for no intention or purpose. To defend and protect, sure. We've been given the privilege in America. I live in America. But just to just demolish people out of hatred, that's pride? Sure, absolutely. Pride goes before destruction. How did they get that proud? I don't know. How did they become that proud? I have no idea. How did you become so proudful? Yeah, let's say it that way. Proudful? Prideful. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I wanted you to take a moment with me to figure it out. Which one are you? Proud? Prideful? Full of pride? I don't know. But most of us wake up that way every day. And it's up to us to decide, am I going to take the proud route, is what I call it, or the humble road? Ooh, remember that humble pie? I didn't get that when I was growing up. Oh, but as an adult, I eat it every day. I have to walk in humility. What is that? The opposite of pride. What does that mean? That means, like my grandma used to say, just be the gracious one. Be the gracious person. Be the one that does not have to prove anything. Ooh, got it. So when you look at fights, when you look at wars, when you look at arguments, when you look at the people that are out there fighting, they're fighting because what? Pride. They're usually fighting out of pride. People usually argue out of pride. So think about it for a moment. Where are you most proud? Is there such a thing as good pride? Some people say it. Some people wear it as a badge of honor. I live in America. We have medals and stars that go on people's uniforms that are honor, badges of honor, signs and symbols of honor. But I said honor. So is it okay to be proud in that case? Well, let's look at it. For what was the cause? Because being proud is feeling the pleasure and satisfaction over something that you regard as highly honorable or even credible for yourself. Now, there's also the kind of proud, we're talking about being proud now, that comes from a high opinion of your own dignity and importance and superiority. Whoa, those already sound like two totally different definitions to me. You can take a look. Now, that's just proud. If you just flip it over and you go to pride, it's almost like you're on a different freeway. I'm like, wait, how did we get over here? Because pride is a high or inordinate opinion of your own dignity and importance and merit. Oh, of your own. I see. So you take the time this week to distinguish what's causing your arguments. Are the sourcings for your arguments rooted in pride? 
Sometimes people that are bedridden are proud people. Yes, they are. So if they're arguing with you about something, then you have to decide, do I want to take the humble route here? Because usually the argument is rooted in pride, their argument. Now, I can take that and decide, do I want to argue as a Christian? I have the right. I do. 2 Corinthians 10, and I can shut it down in the name of the Lord because the Bible represents my Christian dignity. Right. But oftentimes I choose the humble route because it's better, it's safer, and for me it's a, it's a great place to be because what it does is it gives you the opportunity to have the honor that you feel you need to be important. As for me, by taking the humble route, I'm honoring you and letting you have it, meaning I let you win. Could I have argued? Sure. Do I have the right to argue? I just told you I'm a Christian, and I do, Second Corinthians 10th chapter. Read it. But sometimes, I, Lorraine, I have to take the lowly route. I have to make myself less important in that moment, and let the other person's willpower dominate. Because usually arguments just don't stop all of a sudden. Somebody has to have power. And have you caught on to what I just said? I have the power. I got the power. You remember that? Yeah, I got it. But my power comes from the Lord. Power belongs to God. Read Psalm 62. I've heard it more than once and twice. I've lived it many days. And if I want to use my power and my authority in the Lord correctly, sometimes I just have to take the humble route. Remember, I fight with weapons that have power that comes from the Lord God Almighty. He's the king of my life, and I win my battles, whether you see me win or not. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ, 1210 a.m., Sunny San Diego. Well, we have radio stations all across the country, but they don't have beaches by them. Um, we have sun. They have sun. But I have beaches near me. I don't know. You can listen on any podcasting station, your favorite, Amazon, Spotify. How about you email me? Let me know your favorite. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.